The Starving Artist is brought to you by Mental Ghosts. Mental Ghosts is not just a brand, but a healthy family that aims to embrace people's inner ghosts. Mental Ghosts helps people come together to share their struggles with mental health and manage their problems. It is for people who love shirts, but more importantly, for people who suffer from mental illnesses such as PTSD. Visit mentalghosts.com. Use promo code Casey Ryan Music at checkout for 25% off. Again, that's mentalghosts.com. Promo code Casey Ryan Music at checkout for 25% off your order. All right. Michaela Peterson, what's up? <laughs> hey. How are you? Oh, good. I'm good. Just chilling. I don't know. It's so cold outside today. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, how's everything up in the Northwest? Oh, well, actually, it's been really nice the last couple of days. The sunsets are ridiculous. But today, mm-hmm. it's like 15 degrees out with wind and it's just... Yep. Yep. That'll happen for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So are you, uh, are you from the Northwest? Have you lived there your whole life or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rathdrum, Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls. Yeah, I already said Post Falls, but. Damn, moving around <laughs> yeah. a lot. All right. Um, so why don't you, um, just to start off, you know, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are and how old you are, what do you do, you know, and kind of like your story, I guess. Okay. Um, so I'm Michaela, but I mean, people call me Mickey. Um, Mickey got it okay yeah (laughs) um I'm 24 I'm a mom of two boys wild okay their energy is just like unmatched (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm an amputee um I had cancer and then so they chopped off my arm so that was fun but I get a robot (laughs) arm now so it's all good (laughs) yeah you're uh you're a transformer now basically oh absolutely yeah Not much people have that title, so I wear it proudly, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for job, I kind of have a few different jobs. I, like, do a bunch of stuff. Um, so I'm a barista at my mom's coffee stand, and I've been doing that for, like, over 10 years now. Okay, and I'm cool. also a substitute teacher. Um, I have my own Damn. business. Damn. Yeah, and then I also work at a boutique, too. So it's, like... Busy gal. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, is there, so do you, I mean, do you have a, like your, is your children's father in the picture or are you just kind of doing everything on your own or? Oh yeah. I'm single. I'm doing everything on my own. Um, I mean. Damn. Good for you. How about, you know, like obviously like we have like split custody and stuff. So there's that, but, um, most of the time it's just me and the boys doing our own thing. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you doing this with obviously Clearly, you're far more busy than I am. I thought I was busy, but you know, it's kind of hard to compare to you. So. Um, so I appreciate it. So thank you again. Oh, yeah, no problem. I like talking to people. That's the thing. I have so many like things to do because I'm such an extrovert. I'm one of the few people that actually like people now. So Yeah, um, I'm not like that. So it's going to be a, <laughs> probably a struggle for us to communicate, but it's all right. We'll, we'll get through it. Um, so... Um, I wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons. Um, I've, I've never met you. Obviously, we're from the same place, but I never have the have the pleasure of meeting you. So um, it's nice to meet you, first of all. Um, nice to meet you too. And I uh, just, you know, we follow each other on social media, and I'd kind of been somewhat following, you know, what's what's happened to you over the last, I'm not sure how many months or uh, years it's been going on, but you know, c- kind of walk us through you know, the process of what happened? Like, how did you even discover that this cancer was happening? Like, you know, walk us through the the basics of what happened. Okay. 
yeah, I'll do the basics because it is like a long story just because it went on for a while. Mm -hmm. So what had happened is there was like this bump in my right arm and my dad came over one day and I was like, feel this. I was like, what do you think it is? And I was like, what if it's cancer? (laughs) You know, just like laughing about it, making a joke. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out it was. So jokes on me. Um, (laughs) So did you, so did you just like go in and get like a biopsy? Is that what they had to do or? No. So this, okay. This is where the story gets really long because the process was just insane. Um, so I was diagnosed with synovial sarcoma cancer and it's a soft tissue cancer and it's super rare. Like one out of a million people are diagnosed a year with it. Damn. What a lucky gal. No, look, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can actually say I'm one in a million. So it's all yeah, good. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that process just took forever because it's really hard to diagnose. They misdiagnosed me so many times. I had to get so much blood work done and imaging done. Like it seriously took like over six months to get diagnosed and I'm seeing doctors like all the time. It was just mm-hmm. crazy. And a lot of things like, I don't know why, but my entire like health journey with that, like everyone just dropped the ball on me. Um, like one time I got imaging done and then they left the needle in my arm. So I was like, do I need to like take this out? You know? So that was weird. Then they left the needle in your arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause they give you, um, geez, that's not negligent at all. I know. Yeah. And then I was like, do you guys take this out or do I? And then he's like, well, you can take it out, but that's a lawsuit for us. I was like, okay, well, let's keep it in then. Then I'll just take it out when I get home. You should have just, yeah, you should have done that lawsuit and make some money (laughs) back on this cancer. Yeah. Right. God. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that just took a long time because they kept saying it was benign. And so what really turned it around was after, um, like this one CAT scan or MRI I got done, they sent me to this, um, doctor in Coeur d'Alene who's going to do a biopsy and just like take it out so I went there and he was the first one that actually told me like well you cannot this is this might be a good or bad cancer and I was like dang what that was the first time anyone had ever said like the word cancer to me is there a good or bad cancer that's (laughs) I know I think there's a good form of it but (laughs) yeah at first I was like what do you mean but like it could have been like benign like just like a tumor like nothing but I don't know. And I got like the worst of the cancers too. Like synovial sarcoma is not good at all. So obviously, cause my arm's gone now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so for six months, they were basically telling you that you didn't have cancer. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and in no time in that, did people think that you did? I mean, like, it just seems like, seems like it's kind of negligent on the staff of the medical people that like, they wouldn't have assumed or at least, you know, erred on the side of caution to try to obviously save you from having your fucking arm amputated right exactly like that's what i'm saying like people kept dropping the ball on me one person said it was a bruise you know a bruise a bruise and it wasn't even like it wasn't like you know how bruises are like black or discolored some it wasn't at all okay so you had an actual doctor or a medical person tell you that it was a bruise yeah yeah fucking people in fucking idaho need to get their shit together dude my god (laughs) So, okay. So you go to this other, you, you find out that you have cancer. Okay. So what was that like? I mean, like hearing those words, I mean, how did you feel? What, what were you going through at that moment? Um, it was so weird. So first of all, I didn't even see that doctor for long. Um, so I asked for my copay back. So I got my $20 back. I was like, dope. Okay, nice. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it was crazy because that's 
like the entire time everyone's saying that it's benign it's not cancerous and then I hear that I actually have a cancer that like crushed me I cried so hard and then even afterwards when I opened up to my family about it they're like no it's like not even a bad cancer you know and trying to like uplift me and be positive which I mean I appreciate but like it sucked it it sucked a lot yeah I mean I think that everybody's been told some form of bad news at one time or the other but I mean to hear something like that I can imagine that you don't really know what to say or how to feel um I mean fortunately it wasn't so so hypothetically speaking like had you know had you not went in, had like nothing, could, could it have spread and could it have gotten worse or, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, um, it grows like really fast, but it takes its time to spread if that makes sense, like throughout mm-hmm. your body. Um, and once it spreads through your body, it's kind of like game over and you're like done, you know, oh especially when it gets to the lungs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that, yeah. And, and again, like that brings me back to why the fuck during that six month period was no, cause I mean, like had they caught it sooner, would, would things have been different or no? Or was Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause then they would just be able to take it out of my arm. But since it was so big by the time surgery was like all the tendons right there and everything, it, it's more difficult cause it grew. So it mm-hmm. started out as a size, like, like super small. Um, I don't even like a, like a golf ball or something? No, smaller than a golf ball. And then it grew to like a softball or something. Holy shit. Yeah. So you look jacked for a while. Uh, and like my those, forearm. Was those cancer like- gains. Those cancer yeah. gains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's crazy. So, so the doctor tells you that you have this sarcoma. And at what point do they say we have to amputate your arm? Um, so dang. Okay. So after I had left that doctor's office where the first time I heard cancer, um, actually I was driving away and then he called me back because he was going to refer me to a couple different doctors that would take it on. And so he referred me to a hand surgeon and the hand surgeon actually denied my case because the images were worrisome to him. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Okay. And then he finally referred me to like another surgeon, um, which is the best ever Dr. Howland Spokane, he's so dope. I love Shout him. out. Yeah. <laughs> I try to whenever I can. He's just really cool. Yeah. Um, but so I met with him and then so this kind of cancer usually ends in amputation anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, they mentioned that the first time I met with him. Okay. Um, so I always knew it was an option, you know? Um, but then obviously they suggested chemo and radiation, which I ended up doing, but first I wanted to like go home and do my own research because chemo is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It kills the cancer, but it kills everything else too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The side effects are insane. Like you can get another form of cancer from chemo. It's just wild. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked. Okay. So you, and how long did you do that for? Um, so um, I got diagnosed like in 2018, I think at the end of 2018, like around Christmas. And then I did my own stuff for about like eight months. Um, I went like naturopathic. I went that route and I loved it. It was awesome. I went like vegan, vegetarian. I had like no coffee for a while. Um, it was just really cool. I learned so much about like my body mm-hmm. and just like natural healing stuff. I really liked, I don't know, that was, I liked that a lot. Um, and that actually helped, but not as much as we wanted it to. 
Um, so then I was like, okay, I'll do chemo. So then um, I started chemo in September. Yeah, because it was my son's um, first day of school when I started. So I was like, we would like both started on the first day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, his was probably more fun though. But I don't know. Um, and then I started chemo and they suggested three rounds of chemo. Um, I only did two and my rounds were different. I had to stay in the hospital while I got it because I got the worst chemo drug out there. It's terrible. And then I did radiation every single day. Um, but yeah, so I stayed in the hospital for four to five days and I went back every three weeks. Okay. And, and so did you discontinue that just because it was making you feel horrible or I mean, or what, or what, is that what you, the ultimate decision was or? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, they messed up my port surgery and a port is something that they put kind of on your chest to put the chemo drug in. So it's just easier. So they don't have to keep poking you like in your arms or your veins. Yeah. It's just easier that way. So I was supposed to get a double port because you can't mix the medicine that I had. Like you absolutely cannot. Well, they gave me a single port. Um, they messed that up. And then my first visit there, they mixed all the medicine and I was out of it. I don't remember my first chemo at all. It was, I like, people were telling me that they were having full on conversations with me and I was sending people like Instagram pages. I'm like, Oh, follow her. Like follow this person. I don't remember it at all. Um, threw up constantly. I should have had, I should have hired you to promote me while you were undergoing that, you know, just yeah, oh, right. listen to Casey Ryan. That's right. crazy. Yeah. So yeah. And so you, you don't even remember the, so you've had multiple dissatisfactory visits with these people. Oh and yeah. It, and then they gave me this medicine, like overloaded my body on it, um, which they shouldn't have, but because I was young, they thought it would be okay. Um, and then, so I ended up passing out. Like I was like washing my hands or I was standing up somewhere and then I just blacked out and fell over and passed out. That's crazy. So you did, you ended up doing three rounds and then you just said, oh, two rounds. So you were like, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I was like cutting my arm off. Doesn't seem so bad anymore. I was like, sign me up. Well, plus at that, at that point, I feel like you'd probably develop some semblance of like kind of hopelessness about it. You're just like, like what these people keep messing up. It's like they misdiagnosed me, then they diagnosed me right. And now, you know, my options are limited. So I'm, I'm assuming like, plus that, like all the other shit you have going on in your life. I mean, I can imagine how overwhelming it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, I'm still a mom, like my life doesn't stop. Life does not pause just because you have cancer or just because you're going through something hard. It still keeps on going. It, yeah, that part of my life sucked. I'm not even going to lie. It was really hard, super hard. Um, they said the third round of, and my doctor like hated me too. So that was always fun talking to him. Um, but he just like, they said that the third round of chemo wouldn't even make that big of a difference. So I was like, I'm not going to put myself through that. I would, Chemo was the worst. I would never want someone to go through that at all. Yeah. It was the worst. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So the chemo doesn't work or you're just done with the chemo. And then did you kind of make up your mind at that point? Like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to go this other route. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's, so, and did you talk about that with your parents or like, you know, I mean, or anybody else? Or did you just kind of make the decision yourself and say, fuck it, like I'm doing this? I pretty much said, fuck it. I'm doing this. Nice. Like you guys can back me up or whatever, but like I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just to be done with it. I mean, I, like I said, I've never, obviously I think most people have never been in that situation. So you don't really know. It's kind of like that movie, 127 hours. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Like where James Franco has to cut off his arm to get 
out of the weight under the weight of this rock that's bearing him and the, your rock your metaphorical rock was this yeah. cancer this extended process that you had to go through so damn so okay so you go to the you go to the doctor you say i mean what happens then you say i want to get the amputation yeah i would like cut this bitch off now dude <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and then uh, well it's not funny but <laughs> well, it's the funny the way you said it but um <laughs> So was it like that day or did you have to make an appointment or like, did they just have a fucking guy come out of the back with like, like, like a, a saw or something? <laughs> so, um, no, I had to make an appointment. Um, yeah, because also if I were to continue chemo, who knows how many rounds I would have to do side effects to it are just terrible. Um, and then there's also a chance that I could still come back with it. So I was like, no, mm-hmm. let's just cut it off because this is like I'm dying pretty much because chemo pretty much kills you okay I'm dying at this point and I'm like I'm done with this so I'm gonna choose life okay so cut this off I went to my doctor's I had to make an appointment um and I got it cut off uh December 11th 2019 I think okay I think so I don't know everything like blurs together during that part of my life um but yeah so like the day of, I was like, okay, take a picture, my like right hand, okay, shake my, shaking people's hands, you know, as much as I can. The night before, I was like, let me eat like a big fat juicy burger, you know. Yeah, something. there you go. Are you, are you right-handed too? I was. You, yeah, well, you were right-handed. Um, okay, so yeah, keep going, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, yeah, so um, yeah. You eat the, you eat the burger. burger. Yep. Yeah, eating that. And then, um yeah, all these doctors coming in, um, they're just like, hey, shake my hand, letting me know like what they're going to do. Super professional about it, coming in with like scrubs and just like very well-spoken. And then my actual surgeon, Dr. Hallett, comes in with like his college sweatshirt. And then he's like, sup, you ready? I was like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and it, probably in that moment, you're experiencing a bunch of different emotion. You didn't really know how to feel about it. And then, you know, having a having the person that's doing the surgery be relatable, I'm sure it kind of took the edge off a little bit. Yeah, no, it is crazy because I mean, I know like I'm walking in this hospital, like all limbs, you know, looking like a normal person. And then I'm going <laughs> to all limbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you have the surgery and you, you wake up now. What the fuck is that like? Oh, well, it was so weird because the nurse that was by me, I was like, I know you. I was like, how do I know you? Because I'm still kind of out of it. And then the person that I was with at that time, I know I was just asking for them. And then also like my cousin Taylor came and saw me. Um, Obviously like my family, like we're pretty close. They are my best friends. Um, All my Mm -hmm. cousins are, you know? So it was wild waking up without an arm. I was like, wow, this is real. And it's like heavy duty, cast it up like thick. And I was like, okay, this is my life now. I got to like figure it out pretty much. That's what I do. And that's kind of the person I am because this isn't the first struggle that I've had in my life. You know, obviously like I got hit by a car when I was four. So I got like some big stitches on my forehead. And then also being a teen mom at 14, you know, so this isn't the first like obstacle I've had to go through. It was definitely the biggest it's number one for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but I just like I adapt to my situation so that's kind of what I did I'm still trying to do yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah I'm sure that that's been you know obviously when people go through struggle like there's there's a tendency to and the desire to want to give up I think everybody has that but 
it's your choice in that moment to either just like you said adapt and move forward or not you know because you, that you don't have any other fucking option at that point and for right, you especially exactly. being a, especially for you like being a mom it's like it's not your life just isn't about you either yeah right yeah so, so you wake up oh go ahead sorry i'm sorry yeah <laughs> um i don't know yeah so i just wake up and i was like whoa because i'm still out of it i can't feel anything you know I was really worried actually though, um, because it's a surgery, obviously. So usually they put like a catheter in you or something, but they weren't doing that to me. And I was like, do not let me pee on this bed. You guys, I'm you peed be yourself mad at you, <laughs> but no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you come out of the surgery, you know, you're, you're, you know, whoever picks you up, you're driving home. I mean, when you come out of it and you're like, sober I guess for a better word like you know out of the surgery medications and drugs um did you have like any kind of sort of like like emotional breakdown in that moment of like holy fuck I don't have an arm or was it like just no let's just pick up and go uh you think I would have an emotional breakdown because I'm an emotional person <laughs> but oh, yeah. I was actually- well you're talking to one too so it's all good yeah <laughs> okay cool I like that um but no I was actually just really happy that I'm alive that wow. chemo was so bad. It just really rocked my world. So the fact that I'm alive is huge because like I, I could have died. Like I should have, you know, and I'm alive. So that's what I was happy about. Wow. That's, that's, and that's beautiful. I get 50% off manicures now. So it's all good. <laughs> How many times have you used that joke to be honest? Dude, but it's life though. It's so <laughs> I need to go there today. Actually. 50% off it. That is so funny. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, I think, I think that's, you know, to be honest, I think that's kind of one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on because I mean, like you, you can only tell so much about a person from social media, but it seems like you're pretty real and obviously talking to you now, I can tell that you are. So oh, like, I mean, I guess, you know, just for the listener of this podcast, I mean, cause I mean, you know, probably like 50,000 people are going to download this. So it's like, not to like put you on the spot or make you nervous, but I mean, like, well, okay. where yeah. do you, where do you think that that perseverance comes from with you, within you you know how, how have you managed to maintain like a positive attitude given like the circumstances of your life you know obviously like you had to grow up at a very young age being a mom at 14 you said mm-hmm. so you had to grow up at a very young age you couldn't necessarily even enjoy to the fullest extent at least your high school experience and then you know and then you come out of this I'm sure like you know relationships ending new relationships beginning and then you know obviously dealing with something as severe as cancer and having your arm amputated, you know, I'm just really curious because you seem like a very pure and real person. So, I mean, how have you been able to man- maintain that level of perseverance? I mean, what do you do? Is it just kind of a mindset you think or yeah. um, tell me it all. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. You're just yeah. dropping bombs on me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that actually is a difficult question because I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I think it's because, I mean, before cancer, I was like really sad for a while. Um, it's, that wasn't the, mm, this is hard. I mean, I've, like you said, like have some pretty hardcore things happen in my life where I've had to grow up. And I think my parents like taught me like, okay, like get it done. That's pretty much what it is. I am a person where it's like, I get shit done. That's what I do. Um, you know, so you can like sit back and just like be really sorry for yourself and like, Oh, why me? But it's like, 
I don't know. There's definitely, definitely like two different people in the world where they do that. And I'm like, okay, this is me. This is my story. I'm going to like come out of this. I don't know. I just think there's going to be so much good coming out of this. And I think that's what really helped me. Um, you can't really think that, I don't know. I get a robot arm. Okay. Like it's very cool. Yeah. That is, and I want to get, I, I want to get to that in a sec, but it, it sounds, it sounds like what you are saying. Um, and first of all, I agree with everything you said, and I think that it's a really good message, but like, it sounds like what you're saying is like, you have a really kind of good ability to understand that there's always something better on the other side of pain and suffering. And, and that's almost yeah, a universal truth. I mean, I can recall so many fucking times in my life. I mean, you know, and I've been, been through a lot of shit. I mean, not to the extent of, you know, having an arm cut off, but, but uh, um, you know, just, you know, trauma when I was young, you know, drug addicted mom and dad or whatever it was. I mean, and I mean, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of things too outside of this, but there's something that happens where like you learn at a very young age to be self-reliant because like you, I'm the same way. I, every morning I fucking get up right away. I get shit done. I have a to-do list that I like have to get done, you know, and, and not that I have to, I'm choosing to do it, but I think that's, it's such a better alternative than wallowing in everything that's wrong. Because we oh, all yeah. we all know those people that are just perpetual victims. And by the way, you have fucking if anybody has a right to be a perpetual victim, it's you. But you're not. <laughs> you're not. And that's that's fucking amazing. You know, because that's I think that right now, especially in the world that we're living in, like so many people are just obsessed with the idea of feeling sorry for themselves. Instead oh, of yeah. And then and then the, and then not only that, the moment you say to that person, Well, what are you gonna fucking do about it? Then you're an asshole. Then you're insensitive, then you don't care. It's like, no, no, no. It's right. like, what are you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone is very entitled to their emotions right now. And they're like, I need you to know like how I feel, but like, they don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. It's like, okay. So I kind of grew up where like, I, yeah, where I saw both people, people that just like sat and blamed the world for their problems and, you know, just wanted everything handed to them. And then I saw other people who really struggled, but like, were still smiling and stuff like that. I just gravitated more towards that, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, and I've heard this on other podcasts too, but like, I think some of the most interesting people I know, and which is why I'm really happy to like meet you and stuff and talk to you because it's like some of the most interesting people I know are ones that have been through the most shit. Right. You know, yeah. cause it's like, I mean, I, I know that people that haven't had that hard of a life and I mean, just for lack of a better term, not because they actually are this, but like people that grew up soft and like, you can just kind of tell. You know, like whether it's they had a lot of money or their parents had a lot of money and they just never have had to develop that sense of experiencing immense amounts of pain and going through the work that it takes to get over that pain. And and the thing is, is like, I'm sure even you can attest to this, that like, it's not necessarily that you're ever going to get over the, the pain of like losing an arm or whatever else you've went through. But like, it's just something that you live with now and you're not going to let it define you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so, so what other, are, are there, there are some other things that maybe you've, you've struggled with, like, as far as, um, you know, doing it, you said, you mentioned before that you were a single mother, you know, so how, how have you managed to maintain all of this while, you know, obviously being the best mom possible to your kids? Um, uh, people actually, like yeah. my family helped me out because this isn't something that I could do by myself, like going through. Well, understandably. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Because like with chemo, I would have to go back every three weeks, but I would be in bed for two and a half weeks, you know, because that it just took so much out of me. Like I couldn't even sit up. It was terrible. I couldn't drink or 
eat or anything. Um, yeah, I, I, I got winded from standing up for like five minutes. And I was like, I got to go lay down. So um, definitely people helped me out a ton. Okay. Um, but now, like when I'm really just like fully living with one arm and two kids, I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say like I go through the motions because I don't because I enjoy like my time. You know, it's not like I'm just a robot. Well, you're going to be half robot here soon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, now I have my arm now. I have my robot. You, you have it right now? Is it on right now? Can I see it? Oh, I got to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's charging. I got to go get it off the charger. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. No, we don't, we don't have to. It's fine. You can send me a picture another time, but, um, well, that's awesome. I mean, like it's, it's sounds to me that you have a, you know, people that are a lot of people that are willing to, okay, here's, here's a question I wanted to ask you too. Um, it doesn't seem like it, I mean, I could be wrong and, and there's nothing wrong with this if it's, if it's true, but like, it doesn't seem like you like respond to sympathy that well. Like it doesn't seem that, or I guess a better way to put it is like, it doesn't seem like you crave that. You know, like, did, did it get to the point sometimes with everybody reaching out to you saying, like, how sorry they were for you? And, like, did did that bother you at um, all? Or, like... No, I don't know if it bothered me. Um, obviously, like, a lot of people did that because I live in a small town and everyone was actually extremely helpful, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to, like, donations, like people made blankets for me and people made shirts and sold them. It was insane. The That's amazing. Oh, it was, that was the best thing that came out of chemo. No joke. That was amazing to see so many people care about me. That was very sweet. That's really cool. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like sympathy. I don't know. Uh, as far as like, uh, I'm sure that you're, cause like you do have this like positive attitude, this perseverance attitude. So I'm saying, I guess what I'm asking is like people constantly saying how bad they feel for you. I mean, yeah. did that, did that bother you? I, I could, cause that would bother me. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Like I'm a little bit. I mean, their intentions, yeah. <laughs> their intentions are good. Obviously they're not trying to be like that, but I'm sure, I mean, did that a little bit at least get to you a little bit? Yeah. Especially when they're like, when they say people in their words, they just don't know how to yeah. talk sometimes or say things. I'm like, why do you even say that? Or why do you even ask? So yeah, that got annoying to me sometimes. And I mean, I probably came off as a bitch to some people. Um, I mean, I come off as a bitch to most people, I'm going to be honest. Just because like I joke, people think I'm serious. Yeah, that's a problem. I Okay, you know what's another fucking annoying thing is when you say something that you know is funny. Like in your head, you're like, that's hilarious. And then the other person's like, it's like, dude shut the ah, fuck up just, just smile dude you know I that know. I was yeah, yeah yeah but go I ahead I said get out I said get, get out. out if you don't get my jokes you're done <laughs> yeah like and like that's an important thing too it's like you had and that's another thing that I love about you just talking to you right right now is that you you laugh about it because like what else can you fucking do you know right exactly exactly though like I do like laughing happy is my favorite like thing so I try to do something every day that will make me happy um you know that's a good goal to have yeah. 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 And some days it doesn't. And I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that there's, there's those days when you want to be like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to curl up and watch the office. And I bring up the office because you got the fucking cool. I, I swear to God, that is the coolest tattoo I've ever seen. No, I love that is, it. Okay. For people just listening, she has a picture. Uh, she has a picture. She has a picture on her arm. She has a tattoo of Dwight Schrute from the office wearing the mask of the dummy that he cut off the face on, which is like my favorite episode. 
right? Oh, I laughed <laughs> so hard at that. So I was like, how could I deny myself laughter? Like, I and like it it's, on my body. Yeah. And the way that it's done, like, because Jake Casey did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, mutual friend of ours. And, um, and the way that it's presented on your arm is like this, like, hero. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing tattoo. It's the best. When I started uh, posting about that, the comments were hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, because I posted it on like an office page and they're like, this is why I'm attracted to girls. Or there was just a bunch of like office pickup lines where one guy's like throws a crow crow beak at your feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's awesome. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about this robot arm. You don't have to go grab it, but like, okay, for one thing, that's crazy that you have to charge it like a phone or something um so so how did this come about i mean was it um you know is there like a company locally that like makes these and is it like an actual you can move your hand and everything yeah so uh this is also a long story because people like to screw me over i guess it's okay (laughs) we got time okay (laughs) good um so this one um after I decided that I wanted just the amputation and to have my arm gone, I want the cancer gone. Um, I wanted a robot arm like right away. I was like, let's get this started. Let's go. So I met with a bunch of different uh, prosthetic offices here or mm. prosthetic doctors. I'm not sure what you would call them. Um, but yeah, so I met with a few and then obviously it's a process because um, you have to learn how to use it. Um, and insurance actually, any insurance, um, just kind of hates people with prosthetics or amputees or whatever because it costs them money is that Mm -hmm. what it is yeah yeah of course that you need like multiple like multiple arms and i'm like i do though because each one has like a different reason like i have one that just looks basic it doesn't do anything um i have a hook and then i have a weightlifting arm and then i also have this robotic arm do you ever wear the hook to like fuck like scare people like i can picture you in a a trench coat (laughs) In a dark alley, being like, like the, I know what you did last summer, guy. You probably yeah, right? remember that. Yeah. But, um, a little like short story off SpongeBob. Yeah, I don't know, it's spatula or hook or something like that. But so, um, so they all three have different uses, and you know, continue. But the robot arm is the one you wanted most. Yes, that is the one I wanted most. So I really wanted it. Um, yeah, like right away. But obviously, it's a process. Um, so I wanted the one that actually moves all the fingers. Like I really wanted that one. Um, but my doctor, doctor, there was just so much miscommunication, Mm -hmm. uh, with him and there were like problems with scheduling and, um, just not like following through with your word. Cause I'm a very straight up person and I expect the same from other people. Um, but some people aren't like that. I'm realizing um yeah you don't yeah and that's for people like you and me that like to get shit done it's kind of hard to deal with those kind of people yes expect like especially when they say something and then they don't follow through with it and then Mm -hmm. like everything gets pushed back so that's kind of how it was with him it was really difficult um so i ended up just getting the robot arm that opens and closes um i got that and i wanted it to look like a robot arm that was probably one of my biggest things i was like i don't want it to look like a human arm i was like nope give me the robot one i like that shit let's do it Mm -hmm. um so he said that i could get in any color i want so i was like okay i'm just gonna do black because that reminds me of a robot arm. sexy yeah black is the best color yeah exactly (laughs) right exactly it goes with everything you know so i was like yeah let's do that so 
I go to his office and pick it up. I didn't realize he was going to put like a human type skin over it, like human like skin where it looks like human skin. So it looks like um, Adam Sandler's foot on Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> it looked so bad. Like, Oh no. I was like, I cannot wear this out. And then plus like, um, yeah, it was just weird because he said that I could get any color I want. So I chose black and he comes back to me two weeks later and he, he says that I can't get in any color. I was like, what do you mean? I don't even want this arm anymore. If it's going to look like a human arm. Because um, they try to get it like close to your skin type as much as they can. But it mm. still just isn't, you know, it still yeah. just looks off and weird. So I was like, just might as well just go full opposite and not make it look human at all. Um, and then so what they had to do actually was paint it black. So like my sister used my robot arm because this grip on the arm is tight it hurts really oh yeah yeah can you, look, can you like can you like crush metal with it yes absolutely seriously okay that's fucking cool you're like you're like a lead a battle angel have you seen that movie it's one of the <laughs> yeah, yeah really though yeah yeah it's just it yeah it hurts so i have to be careful with it that's crazy yeah that's especially so cool. for some reason Whenever, you know what though? It's actually cool because I get to have revenge on my brothers now who always try to beat me up. So it's yeah. like when holidays come by. Like, I was going to ask that. Can you like punch really? Yeah, you should do like arm wrestling competitions. I don't know if I could punch, but I'll like grab their nipple, you know, <laughs> a <lot>. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that's, yeah. So you're literally like a bionic woman now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So, um, so you, you get the robot arm and you know, like, so as far as like the present day, like, you know, present moment, like how, how are you doing? I mean, what do you, what do you do for fun? You know, when you're not doing all these things that you have to do working 19 jobs, the robot arm, I actually, I cut the black off. I just took it off. So it doesn't look like human anymore. And there's a black like coating under it that actually looked robot. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And then the hand is tan like a human, but then I put temporary tattoos on it. So it still looks dope. Okay. That's cool. Yes, very cool. Yeah. And it's like more myself. I can paint the nails and everything. Um, but present day, now, what I do for fun, um, I like to read a lot. I like reading. Um, I like dancing a lot. So okay. like in my car, obviously, that's the best time to jam out. Yeah? Okay. The best. Um, what do you, okay, so if you're, if, you're driving, if you're driving to like the store, what are you listening to? Um, Besides Casey Ryan. Casey Ryan oh, available right, on iTunes, Spotify. All of that. New music, March 1st. Anyways, continue. Get your plug. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, no, there's my plug. So what do you listen to? You, you kind of, like, are you listening to some thug shit? So I listen to everything. So yeah. Everything. Thug, okay. And then I listen to white trash also. And then. <laughs> what, is, what is white trash? Is that like country? country? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, dude, I like country. I, lo- I love country. But this is white trash country. It's a little different than like the country you hear on the radio, you know? Like, I'm, I'm conf- like, what do you mean though? What, like, is it just like the hickest of the hick? Or- <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's very like, um, like redneck. I feel like it's like dirty, hick, raunchy country. Okay. That DRRC, <laughs> DHRC, dirty, hick, rocky. Yeah. That, yeah. DHRC. Yeah. Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's the one. Yeah. He's, He's like, like a Texas dude, I think. Okay. I got you. But then uh, then if you're trying to get like, if you're trying to get like hyphy, if you're trying to get like amped up. Okay, uh, for example, if you're like, 
you're going out if you're going out with the girls, what are you guys listening to in the car? Okay. So What's your go-to? My number one song right now, which I feel like if I was a song, I would be the song. And it's called um it's called American Sweetheart. I'm like totally blanking right now. Um American yeah. Sweetheart. Oh, America's Sweetheart by L. King. Oh, did you know that L. King is Rob Schneider's daughter? Did, did you know what? that? Yes. No way. Swear to God. Rob Schneider from all those Adam Sandler movies, that's her, his daughter is L. King. What? Yeah, swear to God. Crazy. That is crazy. That doesn't mean, okay, so you're with the ladies and that's the one that hypes you up? So that one. Okay. So like throw on some Fergie, obviously. Fergie. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Or, um, dang, I don't know. I Doja Cat's really good. <laughs> okay, I literally go. listen to everything. Uptown Girl. I like that song a lot too. Okay, cool. So, I mean, so outside of, you know, being a mom and everything, you know, is there something, is there like a goal now that you're trying to achieve? Is like, are you trying to be maybe more a part of like the community of cancer survivors or is there anything that you're like involved in or, you know, that you want to get involved in eventually to try to help people through the process or? Um. Have you ever heard of the struts, by the way? The struts, yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, yes, they they are my favorite band. Just real quick, just have to insert that in before before <laughs> yeah. the deep existential <laughs> question that I drop on you. She's still thinking about, about her jams. <laughs> if oh. we get like, yeah, on the topic of music, I'm like, let's go. Um, but okay, yeah, so helping people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, people message me actually daily saying that like they got diagnosed with cancer or they know someone that got diagnosed with cancer. And then, so, um, they ask for advice or just like any tips or tricks or anything like that. So I try to give them as much information as I can, um, you know, that I learned through my journey and then for helping people. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how, cause mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, uh, people say nobody, no, nobody does. So you're fine. No, no. Some people just make it look easy and make it look like they know what they're doing, but yeah then that that is a skill in itself is having the confidence to be able to portray your life in a way that you know that's the thing is like nobody really knows what they're doing we're all just trying to fucking figure it out right exactly um, and no one will probably ever figure it out no it's just constantly changing everything is yeah yeah that's That's really cool cool. that's that's super cool that you're uh i mean that you're even thinking about these things i mean i'm sure that there's just i'm sure that right now you're probably just focusing on like being happy you know of being alive i mean if i'm not i mean would that be a fair thing to say you're kind of just yeah i feel like happiness comes with everything you know Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's really cool Okay, well, I'm going to read an ad real quick, and then we'll get you out of here. The Starving Artist is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV's mission is to help people everywhere live better lives, to optimize the body, hydrate those in need, and better the planet. From the electrolyte multiplier to the triple hydration single-use packets, Liquid IV is becoming a staple in the hydration game and is an incredible product for anyone looking to expand their overall health and fitness. Visit liquid-iv.com. Use promo code CaseyRyanMusic at checkout for 20% off. Again, that's liquid-iv.com. Promo code CaseyRyanMusic at checkout for 20% off. All right, Michaela Peterson, where can everybody find you? You know, social media and everything like that. Plug it away, girl. Um, I think on everything, Instagram. I mean, that's really social media. but <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, uh, Michaela Byrne. Michaela Byrne, okay. Yeah, and there's like 20 different ways to spell Michaela. So, I mean, I guess I'll say it. I hate being that person, but. I'll no, say it. No, do it. Fuck, fuck these people, dude. Say it. <laughs> 
Um, so Michaela is M-A-K-A-Y-L-A and Burn is B-E-R-N. Okay. Um, so yeah, Instagram, TikTok, and then just Facebook. Okay, quick question though. Quick question. What do you do on TikTok? Or do you make like the funny little like funny videos or are you like, you know, doing what? Um, I don't <laughs> Whatever <laughs> that, that is. Oh, was it good? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can moon, I can moonwalk now. So that's like my only other move. But, oh, no way. I need to see. You have um, to show I posted a video on my Instagram. Uh, so you can go watch it after this. But yeah, okay, yes, my, my New Year's resolution was to learn how to moonwalk and I did it. So, and you did a good job. Look it. at you. It's, it's a tough one. Yeah. So, so, but like, okay. So TikTok, what are you doing on TikTok? Are you like posting? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I so, um, I don't really know what I post. I post random stuff. Um, I mean, I recently I've gotten like a hot amount of followers. I have like over 50 K on there right now. And Holy shit. Oh, it's, it's so good for you. Blowing I, up. Yeah. I think it's because I started opening up about my story and people were like interested. So I was like, okay, cool. But now I'm like almost too scared to, um, post anything, especially because a bunch of students that I teach, uh, oh, and yeah, then they yeah, follow yeah. me. Yeah. Interesting. And also I post things forgetting that people will see them because a lot of times when I post on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or anything, I post for myself and I was like, oh, other people do see this. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody go follow Michaela Peterson. I'll put the, when this episode airs, I'll put your tag below so people can click on it. But, um, I really appreciate you doing this and, uh, you seem like a, a wonderful human being. And, um, when I'm, I'll be back up in the, nor- the Northwest in like the spring or the summer playing some shows up there. So, I mean, I'd love to meet you and have you, you know, get to know you in person for, for sure. sure. Uh, so. yeah, I'll come check out a show. Yeah. I'm like ready for concerts to be back open. There we go. Yeah. And Idaho is basically the only place that that can really fucking happen right now. So. Um, but yeah, I appreciate doing this and exactly, but, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that we actually finally got to like meet and talk and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll we'll do it again soon. I'm sure. So, all right. That's it, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you guys.